the vibes. We are back. The Hoop Genius Podcast back better than ever. Myself, Momutsi, three-time NBA champion, BJ Armstrong. And today we bring you a very special guest, an icon in the world of sports, video games, media, whatever you want to call him. Ronnie 2K, Ronnie Singer's with us. Ronnie, how are you doing? I'm great. What an intro. I really appreciate it, Mo. Good to be here. Good to see you, BJ, as well. Oh, right. It's, it's great to see you. I, I, I'm I holding off the rest of my family, my son. I told him I was uh, going to be talking with you, speaking with you, interviewing yeah. you. And he was like, Dad, I have to come on the show. I got to meet him. Yeah, dude. I don't jump on. I'm always, I'm you know, always I, I, I got, I got, I got, you know, people, that, you know, pretty famous that I know. But Ronnie, he was like, I got, I got to meet Ronnie Two K. I got to. Yeah. So I, I'm just letting you know, you are the man. You are the man. All of his friends, That's they facts. wanted to come over. I said, hey, he's a great guy. What is he like? Da da da. I said. Hey. So you, you're the band. It's, it's your yeah. world. It's your I don't world. have three NBA championships, and I don't have my own podcast like Mo. <laughs> but you have the video game. I don't know what's in the video game. You know, I'm. I don't know. I don't think you're marketing to people my age. But whatever's in there, it's more no, valuable listen, than the three listen, championships. BJ, when I get out to LA, I'm gonna teach you 2K. I'm gonna teach you. How okay. To play. You say it's not for people your age. I'm. A, I'm. A, you uh, my, my my son tried to teach me here all week. You know, once we knew Ronnie was coming on. And all right, I get it, but those guys—it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable yeah. the quality of the game. It's yeah. unbelievable. You guys have done an incredible, incredible job. Well, and it's only that. getting better. It's only and yeah. it's only getting better. Well, you know, our development team and the way they map out uh, the progress. Obviously, Mo has been kind of like amongst the uh, the reviewer types uh, over the years. Has been out to some of our like uh, preview events and stuff like that. So he can speak to like just the transformation of the game in just a few years, right? Like it, it, it's yeah. amazing how much effort and uh, thought and like trying to bring the game to uh, a basketball audience that's ever evolving and changing. Uh, it's just, it's really exciting to see the amount of work that goes into it. And our team of visual concepts is just, is really incredible. So uh, shout out to them. Um, it's obviously been a dream of mine to be here on my 14th anniversary is in a few weeks um to have represented this company for 14 years uh it's it's just been truly incredible can i just ask running this one question i want to ask him just this one question when you have an athlete like john moran yeah i call him must see tv how do you guys duplicate the movements I can't, the guy jumps off my television screen. Yeah. He's moving around in angles. How do you guys duplicate that? Like, I mean, the sheer athleticism of guys like that, it, it definitely is a challenge, right? Like there's so much speed and uh, movement that's just different. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of effort with motion capture and trying to get all the animations correct. I remember the, the biggest issue we actually had was back in, uh, uh, 2016 when Steph was hitting all those threes every, every game, like you average five or whatever a game. And uh, all of a sudden, like that was transformative because how are we going to put this guy that shot 47% from the three-point line into this game without breaking the game, right? Like, <laughs> it, it was, I remember that then, was, you know, Steph was a cheat code that year because really he was, was lights out. And then, you know, kids want to duplicate it. So they're, you know, they're my career players uh, getting to build yourself. They all wanted to build stuff. And like that was kind of tough to adapt for too, because again, it was kind of breaking that online experience of being able to play. 
we want to be authentic and we want to be, uh, you know, a, a simulation, but we also want to be fun and accessible. So trying to find that balance to make our very dedicated hardcore as excited as, you know, the people picking it up for the first time is, is always a challenge, but a fun one because we have such great characters to define like jaw and so many other guys in the league. Man, like for me, born in the 90s, 2K has been with me throughout my whole life. I've seen the game. You know, you talk about how it's developed in recent years, but I think about like going from 2K10 up to 2K22. It's, it's like yeah. two, two completely different worlds. It's crazy to me. That's why for me, it's a huge honor now that when I introduced the show today, I actually introduced it incorrectly because what I need to tell the people is you're listening to the Hoop Genius podcast presented by NBA 2K because the wonderful people, Ronnie, the team over at NBA 2K UK have been kind enough to bless us with a sponsorship. So we're going to be bringing you the best, best podcast in the game sponsored by NBA 2K. So I want to say, Ronnie, we appreciate you and the whole team. No, much deserved, Mo. Obviously, you've been a big fan of the game. We want to support up and coming uh, podcasts. You've been doing your thing. Uh, you know, having, having BJ along for the ride is, is amazing with his wealth of experience in the game. So uh, kudos to you guys and, and, you know, the work that you've done. The UK team, you know, is always identifying really uh, important outlets to grow basketball in that territory. So, like, it's, it's really cool that uh, you are kind of leading the way. So um, kudos to you guys. It's much appreciated. But one thing we have to address now that we've got you in front of us, can we get BJ's player a little bit of a bump in the ratings? Because I was playing the other day. What is your rating right now, BJ? On one of the squads, they had him at 71. Then they had him at 75. But his three-point rating is a 90. Okay, that's nice, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's my that's what my son would say. I have no idea. This means you guys are talking a foreign language to me right now. I have well, no you idea. Know what's crazy, BJ. Like, what if you were playing in the game right now? How many threes would you have hit more than you did? Because obviously now it's just accepted. It's you, you know, up. you know, Ronnie. It, it, it's it's kind of weird watching the game today because it's a totally different game. You know, yeah. if, I think. You know, like, for instance, someone just brought this to my attention. How many career most, threes did you have? Do you know the number off the top I of your head? No I, I, I oh, have no idea. Oh, come on. Like, no, I, I swear <laughs> to you. I have no idea. I swear to you. Like, I grew up in a different era. Like, you didn't look at the stat sheets. You know what I mean? Like, DJ hates stats. He, just, he, he hates the stats. Yeah, I, I, it, it means nothing to me, right? I grew up like, okay, you won or you lost, right? So, but no, someone just brought this to my attention. You also yeah. played with a couple of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, I wasn't getting a lot of shots. Those, you didn't come there to see <laughs> me, right? Let's be honest. Okay. Yeah. But someone just brought this to my attention. I made the most threes I ever made in a game was eight threes in one game. Right. Yeah. And that was like, I was gunning. That was like a big deal. Now you see guys do that like every night. Every like, yeah. so I don't, I don't have the mindset to like put up 15 threes in a game. That was like a month's worth of work for me 100%. in our era. You didn't come down and shoot like watching stuff like last night, for instance, the guy just comes down and shoots. Like it, it, there's no like pass. There's no that. That's a different era. How many would I make today? I don't think I can turn off the mindset that I currently have. Like you know, you got to pass the ball, move it from one side to the other, try to get the ball yeah. inside. Then you do your thing. You, I, I don't see me coming down with Michael Jordan on one side, Pippen on the other, and just 
you would have to have some type of technology where you just blow the guy up you know what i mean like bj just yeah. blows up because that would be unacceptable but it's well, a different era so i really don't know right? well, i mean like I, what what is a good shot steve kirk talks about it all the time right like is is he going to manufacture a basket down low uh by passing the ball around or is that Steph shot early in the shot clock double cover a better look it's just efficiency right it's all analytics right. now like that's the that's the way the game has changed and that's the way the 2k has had to kind of respond um to how basketball was changing well yeah. bj you hit 436 threes in your career steph oh, curry okay. is hitting 400 threes per season that's just a I, testament I, to how much the game has changed hey absolutely i mean that's that's the way the game is you know I mean, it's just you when probably, I watched you probably, it. You probably would have had two to three X, maybe, you know, somewhere in there. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I, I if, if there's a player, I think I probably could resemble uh, the way the game is played. Like, like I watch CJ McCullough, I go, okay, I kind of recognize yeah. the way he plays. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He plays a little bit. Um, but the way these guys shoot off the dribble and the way they shoot so early in the shot clock, um, I, I think it's a you know just a different game. It's fun. I mean, I certainly would have loved it. Steve has slammed down for a thousand threes in his career. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah I mean, like, what, what, what's interesting is CJ averages about nine three pointers a game this season. BJ, the most three pointers you averaged per game was three, and that was yeah, in the ninety four ninety five season when you know MJ wasn't around. So <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. I finally, got to take some shots. <laughs> I got one more shot, you know, I got one more shot, you know, it's, it's, it's a different area. I mean, it's fun. I love watching these guys play. And uh, sometimes I will think like, God, what, that would be fun to just come down and, you know, shoot. I mean, these guys are yeah. shooting like 50, 60 threes in one game. Like that's, that's awesome as a team. Yeah. Well, they get, you know, 2K has had to evolve that way too. Like we spend so much time on the post and not that we don't now, we obviously do, but um, to make sure that we are representing all the ball movement and all like the moving of without the ball that happens now. I you guys see that clip the other day of uh, who was it? Is it the Brooklyn Nets? Who was the guy? Um, no, it was one of the bull. It was like some side. Oh, it was Duncan Robinson. Um, oh yeah, and yeah. he was moving without. He was moving without the ball. Um, Crazy. And some some fan was capturing the whole thing, and he must have taken like half, he must have ran half a mile before he got that ball. Yep. Right, like. That's the way that the game has changed in, in, in such a different thing, you know. So, so Before, yeah. you just throw it down to the post, and sometimes you get an outlet pass, but most of the time, the big guy was was finishing that. that yeah, shout out to Reggie Miller, because he seems to be the portal that everyone figured, yeah. oh, man, I want to run and move around like this guy. And he seems to – he was the portal that all yeah. the other players – that he really influenced a lot of the players the way they play. And when I watch, like, you know um, – players today I, I think of him i think of ray allen in our era and the way the game is being played today and for i sure. even think guys like rip hamilton as well was great for that off the ball movement coming off screens curling right. but you know we we talked about bj's player rating and you know oftentimes we see players making a big deal of the ratings they get every season i know a lot of guys in the league they always check and see what their ratings are like i've had guys come to me and say yo mo i saw you at a 2k event What's my rating? And I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> we go away for the games come out. But Ronnie, for you, because you've had a few run-ins with some players that weren't too happy about their ratings. What's the process yeah. of 
deciding that overall number. Because like with BJ, he's got a 93 point rating, but his overall doesn't look so great. Yeah. And if he was a current player, he might not be too happy with it. What's the process that goes into how you decide the ratings that players get? I think there's like uh, close to 40 mini attributes now. And it's everything from offense, uh, I'm sorry, from mental and physical attributes. You know, like there are, you know, it's based straight on your free throw percentage when you're uh, with your free throw rating. Um, it's obviously based on your shooting ratings there, but like, then there's also like offensive, uh, IQ, defensive IQ. And, you know, like some of that, um, is based on lots of film work and watching it. There's a panel of guys that do the rosters. I am not part of that panel. I definitely, um, am able to, uh, you know, push them in certain ways, especially when I hear good arguments from players or our, our, our very engaged community. Uh, but but I am just the messenger boy. <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of people taking out on you because you're you're the face of the brand. So yeah. I feel like you get a lot of the a lot of the displeased players and maybe fans. But then my other question is, how do you decide? Because it's a big honor now to be on yeah. the cover of NBA 2K. It's yeah. it's a huge honor for players. How, what's the selection process? Do you have a shortlist of guys and you narrow it down or? Do you watch guys yeah. throughout high school, college? What's the process for deciding the cover athlete? We definitely have a short list of uh, candidates every year. It's, you know, the people that you would expect uh, are there. But one of the things that we're really looking for that I think is different than maybe the other sports games is somebody that's like we feel like is on the up, upward trajectory, right? Like Luca obviously has had a huge couple of years uh, before he was put on the cover, but uh, I don't think he had like, that kind of like seminal moment and we were expecting that we are expecting that with him this year. Um, so like, you know, he, he felt like a very clear, distinct choice uh, for the honor. And he, you know, he had 51 last night. He's, he's been balling out. Um, so uh, it's usually that, and it's a, sl- it's a very few uh, uh, like group of people at, at 2k that, that think about it. It's not like some huge panel. We definitely obviously, listens to listen to the fans there um but like in a lot of uh a lot a lot of degrees like we're trying to build a storyline around what the game is and what we want to message about the game and then certain uh athletes just rise to the top of what we're trying to accomplish in the game that year um there's been so many examples of that i I think at Kyrie a couple years ago like that was the perfect uh guy um that year um I, i feel like and usually, like, we've kind of had a reverse curse, too, right? Like, yeah. KG won his first championship after after he was um, uh, put on the cover. Uh, Kobe had gone uh, without a few uh, championships, and then we put him on the cover, and he won a championship. A lot of these guys uh, won championships. They also changed teams, but maybe that's just the state of the NBA, honestly. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, like – it's a, probably a simpler process than most people think. Like, it, you know, it's a few guys that are making a decision about a, a few athletes and uh, trying to build it within to the narrative of what 2K is trying to do well, that I, year. I know BJ's got two names that he definitely wants to see on the cover of NBA 2K. Let me hear it. BJ, who's, who's the, the young guys in the league you talk about all the time? <laughs> you well... <laughs> You know, one, it's got to be John Morant, right? I mean, this guy has to be on. Like, I mean, he is so exciting of a player. And then my other guy, this just comes off the top, is Evan Mobley. 
I think Evan Mobley. I think he's going to be a going star. To, uh, it, it, a, bit, a, a little bit early, probably. Yes, right? it, we're, but, but that's what that's what we're all about here. We're we're getting yeah, it early. We're getting it. We're, we're getting yep. the stock where it's. I think Evan Mobley is going to be, you know, a star. Top star. five down the league. Yeah, I think so. Yep. I, without I agree. Yeah, good kid too. Uh, I I uh, just shot some content in Cleveland and, and got to meet him. Um, really really nice kid. Uh, yeah, the sky's the limit for that guy. Man, Ronnie, while you're here, I know you've got a busy day. We don't want to take up too much of your time. We've got to get some picks for the rest of the season from you. The trade deadline just finished, so James Harden's yep. out of Brooklyn now. So I need to know who you think is going to be in the finals, who's going to win the finals, and who's going to be the MVP. I'm kind of stunned about the Harden trade only because they were 13-3 and three with those three playing on the court at the same time. Like, that... It's hard to change around. Now, look, it's over I like two that, years, though, Ronnie. That's over like two that, years. Yeah, no, I know. That, that's not good. <laughs> you want to draw it up. But, um, but you know, I, I kind of like Ben Simmons there. I don't know if they'll gel fast enough. So I'm going to have a hard time taking them in the finals. But, like, the East, I don't know, man. Like, the Sixers, obviously, like, I, th- I think that was a really good trade, and then it makes them both better immediately. Um, uh, but uh, I... I just, I still don't believe in the Bucs. I know they won a championship, but like, I don't know what it is. I think that that championship being, you know, like in the state that it was, like, I can't get there. So I have no idea in the East. In the West, I actually do think the Warriors are going to go to the West. Is, I, I really is that because you're a Bay Area boy? Or is no, that a little bit no, biased? No. Everybody Who knows, did you everybody just say, Randy? Who did you say in the, the West? Warriors. Who did you just? The Warriors. So, Everybody Ronnie, who follows me knows that Ronnie, I'm not a Warriors fan. Stop it! Stop everybody it! Everybody who follows me knows I'm not a Warriors fan, but they're going. They're going to. They're coming out of the West. Who do you guys think is coming out of the West? Phoenix the Suns. Phoenix. 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 They're looking. They're um, looking crazy. You saw that Phoenix, against. Uh, definitely has the Warriors day. number two because, like, they got the Warriors. Don't have anyone right now that can defend um, Aiden, but like Chris Paul. Um, Steph sort of has Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. So, <laughs> who you going for MVP though? Who you going for MVP though, Ronnie? This year? Uh, MVP this year? Uh, that's a good question. Um, it would, I mean, it would have been KD. It would have been Steph. Like both yeah. of those guys have probably bounced to the background. I don't know. That's it's wide open. Wide open, open well. yo. We're gonna see and the two K. Two K. Luca make a late run. He could. Uh, this one's wide open, which is it's going to be fun. Like whoever makes a run towards like one of those top seeds, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think I think that that's probably where it's going to. It's probably going to be honest though, right? I wouldn't be mad. I think Embiid, uh, Embiid is there as well. Embiid maybe depends how it works. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I got one one more last question before we let you go, and it's Ronnie when you're playing two K just for fun. Who's your favorite team or player to play with on the game? Because you're around 2K all day. You know, you do streams, you do shows, you do shows with the athletes, with celebrities. But when you're just trying to relax, what's your go-to squad? Do you have a go-to squad that you like to ball out with? You know what's funny? I, I say this a lot in interviews. I change teams every year um, in terms of who I like to play with. Because I do a lot of like the roadshow presentations and stuff. So like, mm. I, I want to give it like a different look um, uh, when the opportunity arises. Uh, this year, uh, I've been playing, who have I been playing a lot? 
mean, I was playing Brooklyn, but no, there was some like random team I've been playing a lot. Maybe it wasn't. You know what? It was Memphis. I was playing with Jaw a lot, and that's probably not surprising. Like he's so he's so fun to play with. Um, but I love I, I love playing with KD in the game as well. That like my micro has his shot as opposed to the one that all the community takes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I feel comfortable with with that shot more than any other. So. Um, yeah, like it's just it's amazing how big the game has gotten to you, you know, there's so much to do that like it's hard to like divide the time, especially uh with me running around the country and doing more stuff with WWE and uh PGA as well. Um right. uh so like I spend a lot of time in the city. That's probably and then I I, I dabble a lot in my team. I usually start playing my team after All-Star. Um yeah. uh, but uh yeah, the I, I don't play quick game as much as I, I used to, unless I'm, you know, at, a, at an event or something. I so. feel you. Well, Ronnie, congratulations. 14 years with 2K, a big inspiration. We appreciate all the hard work that you do. We appreciate yourself, the whole 2K team, the developers, the 2K UK people for bringing us on this journey with this partnership. So on behalf of BJ and I, we just want to say thank you and we appreciate you. Yeah, I'm excited to be doing more with you guys. And uh, anytime you need me, you just you, you got my number. All right, Ronnie. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, good to see you. We appreciate right, it, man. Too. Have a great day. So, BJ, we are now officially sponsored by, partnered with, whatever you want to call it, the amazing people at NBA 2K. So we're going to have to teach you the game. We're going to have to get you involved. Yes, <laughs> we're going to have to get you on the console. Now, we talked about Jamaran just earlier. Who are some players? Obviously, there's Michael Jordan and, and you know, that's Michael Jordan. But if 2K was around in the 80s, the 90s, who are some underrated players that the fans listening to this might not know about that would have been amazing in a video game? Or that would have been amazing on the cover? Who was the <laughs> most exciting guys that are a little bit under the radar? You know, when I talk about like, like Baron Davis in the early 2000s, he was electric. He might not be the biggest of names, but watching Baron Davis when he used to throw down dunks, or we talk about Jason Williams, the way he used to cross guys over. So who from kind of your generation, even before, would have underappreciated the underrated guys that newer NBA fans might not know about? Yeah, it's... You know, one of the guys, I don't think he's underrated, but one of the guys I would have loved to have seen in the video game is 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 the doctor. Dr. J. Julius Servant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have loved. I would have loved to have seen the doctor. I would have loved to have seen Connie Hawkins. Mm -hmm. One of the guards I would have loved to see, he was so fun to watch, um, was Michael Ray Richardson, the sugar man. Would have loved to have seen him. Earl the Pearl Monroe, AKA Black Jesus. I would have loved to have seen him yep. with the spin move. You know, some players were just fun to watch. You know, obviously the magic man, you know, but you know, when, I, when I think about the exposure of today's game as compared to then, you didn't really see those guys play. Yeah. You know, you didn't no really Instagram, see, no TikTok. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't really see those guys play. The athleticism, 
and the physical ability of some of these players, you know, it was just amazing to watch, you know, Dominique Wilkins, for instance, you know, just comes to mind, you know, when I think of the players, Sean Kemp, you know, I'm just going off the top, you know, yeah, guys, the rain, man. you know, yeah, the rain, man. I mean, the so, athleticism to me I'll, I'll tell you what stood out or would have stood out. And I'll tell you the best part about all of this, BJ. All of these guys are in the game. They've put in all the old school legends. You can get is Pistol in there. Pete, is Pistol Pete in the game? I believe so. I'm going to have to double check, but I know yeah, you can I mean, get him on my been. team. Pistol Pete, yeah. So here's, here's the thing. Like, you can go back and play with the classic squads. You can get the classic players. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a wave. And I'm going to put you on. I'm going to come out there, teach you how to play. But this is my other question for you. Is nowadays NBA players, they love playing video games. You know, after a game, right. players will be online. Players do streams of them playing games, whether it's 2K or whatever they're playing. And after games or on road trips, or whatever, they've all got the consoles out and they're all playing. For you, in your playing days, what were you doing that you can share with the people after the games, on the bus, yeah, on the plane? Yeah, what was it? yeah. Um, you know... I'm very thankful, you know, to have grown up in the era that I grew up in. And, and here's why, you know, being a parent now and I have a 21 year old, I have a, my daughter is 19. She's a freshman in college. My son is a sophomore in college. And I have a younger kid who's six. So, you know, I got a wide range here. And it's interesting to watch what they do, especially my oldest son, what he does. And then what I did at 2021 and what did I do on a road trip? Right. I was, I don't know how I knew this Mo, but I was very, the one thing that always I respected, right. I wasn't afraid of it, but I respect it. Right. There was two, there was two things that I didn't want. I didn't want to have time on my hands and money time plus money equals trouble. Mm-hmm. A man and suddenly, with, and I heard a quote the other day: "A man with too much time and a man with too much money will soon run out of both." Okay, so when I got to the NBA, Mo, I suddenly, as a young kid from the city of Detroit, I didn't grow up with money, Mo. You know, I suddenly had a few dollars, and I suddenly had a lot of time. There's only 82 games a year. And those, those games are only 48 minutes and you can only practice so much. Everyone, you can only, you know, now y'all call it grinding. You can only practice so much. <laughs> okay. But why they're practicing here's the practicing and not doing this will negate the practice. If you don't rest, rest and recovery is part of the grind. So if I go and shoot, 10,000 shots in a day, like, like all these guys claim on Instagram. Mm. If you don't rest mm. and recover, it negates it. But every time I see them, they're, they're partying. Everyone's popping bottles. Everyone. So <laughs> the recovery is part of, that's part of the grind. I hear like it. Mo, like Mo, I, okay. If I go to the gym and I work for two and a half, three hours, I have to go recover so that I can be ready for the next day. These guys load manage 
And then that's part of their recovery because they were out doing whatever they were doing. Mm-hmm. Mo, you forgot, like, Mo, like, you're talking to me now, like, Mo, I, I, I played 82 games a year. Yep. All of this load management mode, I'm not buying it. And, 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 and when you played, because, when you played, the doctors, the physios, the therapies, they, they didn't have that. You, Mo, you didn't have this Cairo chamber or whatever the hell they call it and these moon boots okay. that they wear for recovery. You didn't have that. So what, what was I doing, Mo? So this is what I was doing. Okay. 82 games meant something to me, right? Because I looked at all the other guys that I was in the locker room with and I said, okay, I have a responsibility to those guys. And that responsibility is, is to give everything I have. That was my responsibility. So everything I did was to make sure I upheld my end of the bargain. I couldn't guarantee that I was going to play well every night, but I could guarantee this. I will show up. Mm. And I looked across the room and I looked at other guys, Bill Cartwright, show up, John Paxson, show up, Horace Grant, show up, so forth and so on. Once I got there, Bo, then I could start worried about, okay, what's my role to help us win the game? So you asked me what I was doing. Okay, Mo, what I would do is I would get up and the first thing I would do, if practice was at 10, I tried to get up at a minimum three hours before practice just to get myself going because I felt an obligation to practice well. Mm. Why? Because if I didn't show it in practice, guess what, Mo? I wasn't going to show it in the game. (laughs) You ain't going to get in the game if you don't show it in practice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't like, well, I'll just get up at, you know. I know teams that don't practice anymore. I know players that don't practice. Okay, so that was the first thing. Second thing I tried to do, you know, we had a little thing that we'd always say. If you eat at McDonald's, you're going to play like Ronald. <laughs> so whatever you whatever you put in, Mo, is what you're going to get out. Can I tell you a funny story, BJ? Yes, you can. I once had dinner with Ray Allen. And we've gone to eat dinner. And we've been working all day. We've, we've been doing workouts all day, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm hungry, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, I was like... I was a kid, so so my metabolism, I'm just eating whatever I want, right? So right. I'm hungry. So I've ordered a pizza and pasta, okay? Ray, sitting opposite me on the table, has ordered a, chick, a, a turkey breast salad. And he looks at me and he goes, yo, Mo. And I said, what's up? He goes, if you had a Ferrari, what kind of fuel would you put inside the Ferrari? The cheap one or the really good quality one? And I looked at him and I said, well, obviously the really good quality one. And he goes, so why are you putting that in your body? And I've never felt so disgusted with myself in my life. Because <laughs> this and, and, and one Mo, is 40 years yeah. old running marathons. And I'm here in the prime of my life eating a damn pizza. And Mo, listen, all my kids were raised on that, right? I ate it. But I understood if I'm going to go out there and give you my best, Mo, you're paying money to see me. Mm. You're paying money to see me, Mo. You, Mo, Mo, you from the UK. You may only come to Chicago once in your lifetime. I have a responsibility to give you the very best of everything I'm doing. Not when the lights are on, when the lights are off. So every morning, Mo, when I wake up, 
I tried to get the best food I could possibly get. For breakfast, I tried to eat the very best for lunch, and I tried to eat the very best for dinner. Now, in be- now, what would I go to practice mode, shoot around? I would do that. I'm gonna give you the I'm uh, Mo. I'm a pro. I'm gonna give you the best I got. I can't focus if I'm not, if I'm hungry. I can't run if I'm hungry. I can't lift weights if mm-hmm. I'm if I don't have the right fuel. So yep. that was part of the deal. Okay. So Mo, after that practice or after that shoot around, the very first thing gonna I'm going to do is recover. I'm gonna get my ice. I'm gonna get my stretching. I'm gonna get my weights, and then I've got to put the the my 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 shake, my recovery shake, my recovery drink, water, all day. Okay, now Mo, it's already noon. Yeah. Now Mo, I know I got to run. So the first thing I got to do is take care of my business. I got to get to the bank. I gotta go to the cleaners. I gotta, oh, my, my, my car needs to be serviced. Whatever is essential for my day, I do. Mm-hmm. Non-essential things. I'm not walking around the mall. I'm not going to the afternoon, you know, uh, club or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Then, Mo, I have a responsibility to get off of my feet. Okay. Now. Okay. Now, if it's a game day, Mo, I'm going to go get my pasta. I'm going to get my food. I'm going to eat. I always ate four hours before the game. And I got to the game at least two, three hours before because, Mo, I wanted to get myself ready to play where I can isolate, eliminate all of the distractions. You have a pregame nap. You play that had a pregame nap. A lot of players now have a nap. The pregame nap started for me, Mo, I don't know if I was napping or meditating but I could just get myself in a quiet space where there was no distractions. There was no phones. There was no company. I didn't, I, I didn't like people to touch me. Mm. You know how you walk out and everyone wants to shake your hand and dap you hand. up. And I don't, no, no, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I, I wanted to get my space on game day. Yeah. Because if that gave me a clear conscience that if I didn't play well, I did everything I could. Yeah. I it's on you. It's on you. It's on me. That's like, okay, I got to So I got off of my feet. Would I get a nap before a game? Yeah, I would always get a nap or I would just meditate. I would just get in my zone. Like I would just like zone out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't call me. I'll call you on that game day. Yeah. And then if it wasn't a game day, I I would go get me a nice meal. I always wanted to eat before seven o'clock. Why? Because I wanted everything to digest so that because I knew I had to run, I was a guard, so yeah. I couldn't just push and shove. So I couldn't have a steak at 9 30, 10, and then chase <laughs> <laughs> those guys around the next day. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. I were gonna have a nice steak, I wanted to get it at six, get it out of the system, so that you know, I yeah. could Mo, they're just telling you, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah. I wanted to get and then I'd be ready to go now. That was me. Now, what did I do? I always tried to put Mo. I always, cause I, cause I believe in this. I always try to put positive thoughts in my mind. Yeah. So I was very, so the reason I love hip hop music is because I always was listening to the lyrics. 
Mm-hmm. I was always listening to the conscious music because you can't get anything out when you're putting in negative things. So I always put as many positive things that I could put in what I was listening to. And then I would try to read on game day because reading allowed me to focus. What you read? I, knew I had to take the game. Fiction, point. nonfiction, oh, business. Mo, Mo, I, I, I always, Mo, I was, I was reading Sigmund Freud. I was oh, reading psychology. philosophy. Oh, yeah, philosophy. Philo- philosoph- yeah. Philosophical yeah. things because I was, I always wanted to understand the person next to me. Mm. So the great thing about being on the team was you're playing with people from all around the world. I wanted to like, I wanted to see Tony Kukoc, for instance, like I I had never been to Croatia. Yeah. Tell me about you, but I wanted to understand him. He was learning the language. What's it like, Tony, for you to move from Croatia, not know how to speak English, and move your and uproot and move your entire family here to Chicago. And you've mm. never been to Chicago. Like I wanted to understand, like Bill yeah. Cartwright, he was from Northern California. Okay. You know, Scotty was from Arkansas. Like, it's that like you're just hanging out with these guys your whole life. You know, like you're you're Phil Jackson's from like what Montana. I don't know anything yeah. about Montana. Yeah. So it was so I wanted to have I wanted to expand my horizons on like, oh, like how to communicate, how to talk to people how to interchange, how to like, and I wanted to have some leadership because I played in a position that required me to be a leader, whether I wanted to be it or not. Yeah. Right. And you can't have any relationship without trust. So the way I spoke, the way I carried myself, the way I dressed, the way I played, my body language, all of those things to me, I was interested in because suddenly I was placed in this environment that whether I wanted it or not, it was there. Um, so that's how I kind of I, I would just read. I would I was a ferocious reader. I was I would I would I would want to read. I would meet I would read Immanuel Kant. I would meet Sigmund Freud, and then I would read you know you know Socrates, not Socrates, uh, uh, Aristotle. I would read I would read whatever I could read. Like you know, if you were in my house right now, I, I just have books. Because I just wanted to always Mm. read and I wanted to read something that applied to like something I was really doing. I didn't I didn't you know, I love like Star Wars and all those things, but it didn't apply to me. Yeah. So I wanted to read, you know what I mean? Like I hear you follow what I'm saying? Like I wanted to understand. Philosophy is is expands generations, civilizations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's why I love like, you know, like I feel you. So I would read. And that's what I would do. Now, the biggest thing I would do, Mo, is I really took great pride in making sure my responsibility every day, I had a responsibility to bring the effort and the energy. So I really wanted to, I took pride in, in how to rest. Yeah. Like I became an expert in how to rest. Man. Like I knew how to, like I knew my routine on the road. I knew what I needed to do. And I knew what I needed to do to be at my best. And I took I, losing was going to happen. I knew that. But it was unacceptable when I didn't do my best. I feel you. You understand, Mo? Uh, well, I, so, I, I can say I understand. But as someone who doesn't rest, no. But I feel you because being an athlete, you have to rest for your body to be in physical shape. Whereas me, I can see here in this, in this desk yeah, all day, yeah, yeah, yeah. show after show after show and video. Yeah, like, like I know, like Mo, I knew I had to get 
eight to 10 hours of sleep. That's what everyone tells me. If I had a chance to be at my best. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's some of your, you know, some guys have like special talents. They have like, y'all call them cheat codes. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to name because I, you know, Mm -hmm. guys, some of their special talents is the following. Some guys don't really need to sleep. Yep. That's a talent. Yeah. No, no. But it it gets harder as you get older. (laughs) No, 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 no. Some people have the special talent. They have the special soul. Never needing sleep. Yeah. They don't need sleep. Some people that I played with, they were on what I call team no sleep. They didn't have to sleep. They didn't have to rest. They didn't have to take a pregame nap. They just had the special gift. That's how, that's why I wanted to become and work in the front office because I realized that the greatest player to ever play hasn't played yet because some of these players don't rest or don't sleep. They're just that gifted because I don't care who you are. You have to sleep. You have to rest. It's part of the human condition. <laughs> but some of these guys... <laughs> you make me feel bad for being up watching the damn Phoenix Suns until six in the morning every day. But some of these guys, they figured out how to perform at an elite level on no sleep. Yeah. So you're if saying they, if they would sleep... Yeah. They could take you to they the next level. Sleep, oh, they would be beyond the next level. And we'll never know. And we will never... Th- th- this is what I'm saying. Some guys have a special gift. They got the special, they got the special dust. Man, and I hear like LeBron gets like 12 hours of sleep a day. You'll have like eight hours a night, four hours in the afternoon. I remember Jason Kidd he gets tw- would always get loads of sleep. Some guys right? who I shall, shall be anonymous, they probably get, they probably didn't get 12 hours of sleep their entire career. Man. See, they got the special, it's the special they got the special dust. Mm. Mo, to play, you get a little dust. Everybody got a little dust. Right? Everybody got a little dust because they're great at something. Everybody's great at something. Whether you know it or not, you're great at something. But some of them got the special dust. Mo. I feel you. And, and, and this is what I this is why I admire these players to this degree. You did that with no sleep. That's way more impressive than a guy who just does everything right. I hear it. I hear Mo, it. Mo, some of these guys are so impressive that you go, I wonder how good he could be if he ate right and just slept a little bit. I'll tell you what. Let's find out. This podcast is already amazing. Let's see what happens when Mo starts resting and eating correctly. <laughs> Let's see the levels that we can take this show. Because those are two things I definitely have not been doing while I've been trying to make it in this media world. I do know that I'm sleeping properly and I don't have time to be cooking and eating properly. So listen, that's your Monday motivation for everyone tuned in, listening. Take those wise words on board. That's from an NBA champion. BJ played like seven seasons without missing a game. Okay. Nowadays, yeah, yeah, your yeah, favorite yeah, players... Yeah. They miss every other game. They miss every road game. They can't play back-to-backs, okay? So take this wisdom on board. Have a great week, a productive week. And, you know, keep that special sauce simmering. And until next time, get buckets. <laughs>